0: Welcome to the Mount Visit Podcast presented by Top 100 Sports. I'm your host, Casey Honigbaum, joined as always by my co-host. He's a 15-year Major League veteran and a former All-Star, Jason Grilly. Today we got a lot to discuss, but before we do that, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch along with us on our Top 100 Sports Network YouTube channel, and also, feel free to hit us up on our social media channels at Top 100 Sports Net. We got a lot to discuss. We took our bye week last week in the spirit of uh, of football and the football season, but we got a lot of baseball to talk on today's episode. So, without further ado, we'll get right into it on this week's episode of Mount Visit.
1: Thirty,
0: baby. We are on thirty, baby. That's right.
1: Used to be when you were a 30, 30 guy. That was the, the big number, but we got we got a guy chasing forty seventy as we talked about. And uh what a what a way to open up. And I gotta open up with Braves Talk. Sorry, dude. I know you're a Mets fan. It's That's all right. Tough to follow. That's all right. But they're they're the amazing most amazing team in baseball, in my opinion. They're the team to beat. I was just down there and uh, you know, I've, obviously I've played for tons of teams. You can see over my shoulder here the jerseys that some of them are there. That's the beginning of my career. But towards the end, the Atlanta Braves was a jersey I got to rock. Mm-hmm. And the way that a top-tier organization like them treats their alumni, okay? I wasn't Craig Kimbrell. I'm not Greg Maddox. But I sure as hell felt like it. And uh, very grateful they flew me and my son down, got me a, a car, put me up at the Omni right in the, the – the, uh, the battery area. We had a room overlooking. I posted it on my Instagram, man. It was sick. Nice. It's so sick. It's Disneyland. I don't care if you're a Braves fan or not, right? Yeah. You got to go. And I got this hat. There's all stores, uh, baseballism. They, they even treated me great. They're like, hey, man, take some free stuff. They let my son pick out some free gear. I bought some stuff too, but this, I, I mean, how can a pitcher not have this hat, right? It's three sick. up, Three down, right? Hell yeah. Domination in the inning, right there. So I love this hat. Uh, I've been wearing the hell out of it lately, but baseballism, what a great, great brand. We should have them as a sponsor uh, on this show.
0: I agree. Um, I would agree with that.
1: (laughs) But yeah, man, the energy outside the ballpark from the apartment living to the restaurants, clubs, bars, the dancers, the drums, the break dancing. uh, What else could I say? The fan shop, there's a movie theater, they thought of everything and then i found out later that they make more you can invest you can make more by investing in the battery Mm. area Mm. and that whole financial you know we're not talking stocks whatever but just stock to say they make more money off of that area and the sales and the revenue from that than they do from ticket sales interesting which again i was there when they played the pirates which had no bearing on (laughs) You know, why there should be a sellout, it's just because they encompassed Tennessee, South Carolina, Alabama. People you see the license plates from everywhere. Yeah. These people are coming to Disneyland. And the coolest thing we're gonna go back to logos, mm-hmm. the hat, mm-hmm. like their their uh their uh what do they call it? The City Connect logo. Yeah. For the Braves yeah. they put the actual states of all the Braves Uh, that they represent the Southeast, right? From Georgia, Florida, Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee, the states I've mentioned. And they put the city connect inside the state. Mm. Like imagine the state off the map and put it right here. And then they put the city connect. I'm like, if you can't get people to unite of the, the, the patriotism towards the Braves, man, uh, especially here. And then of course the infamous chop, dude, it was, the lights go down the way they do it. And everybody gets out their cell phones. I mean, it's intimidating if you're there rooting for the other team. It's crazy, man. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: It's – it's uh, yeah, I, I think I'll try and put my bias aside for a second. But everything that I've heard about that ballpark, not only from you, but from – I've got a friend who lives uh, – one of my good buddies from high school lives down in, in Atlanta, and he has had nothing but good things to say about that. The ballpark, the atmosphere. Um, and then it doesn't yeah, help man. that the team is – unbelievable one of the best teams we've You're seen dumb, in the right? last couple of years but it's 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 interesting though because uh they're all they've been they've been skidding a little bit lately just a little bit and the oh. the Baltimore Orioles talk about another great baseball atmosphere uh, they're only two games behind them for the uh for the best record in baseball so I just throw that out there just so we don't get too. I've got to take a shot oh. real quick and then
1: Go to a Mets Brave series there. I don't care if, if, if your Mets win or lose, dude. It is awesome for to, yeah. to to experience. Like I said, they're making this all experiential, yeah. right? It's, yes. it's it's Sometimes it's not even about the game anymore. It's about riding the ride, sure. the whole thing, sure. spending money, and eating good. It's, it's amazing. They did an amazing job. And the kids were outside. In the batter to the turf area, they're all playing wiffle ball and nice. playing catch. I don't know how people don't have no teeth, <laughs> walking through there, and get balls whizzing by. It. But the spirit of it, man, it's it, like I said, it's it's Disney World for baseball. They did an amazing job. You got to go check it out, man.
0: It's uh, it sounds awesome. Uh, it's a great way to kick off episode thirty of Mound Visit with Jason Grilly. I'm Casey Honickbaum. It, it's you know, you you mentioned it, episode number thirty. We always have been trying to like get a player to represent that number or a player that wore that number. How about Ken Griffey Jr. Number 30 for the, uh, he wore number 30 for the Cincinnati Reds. So I f- figured it'd be a good oh, homage hey, to man. our, not for, not for the the Mariners, but he wore number 30 with the Reds an homage to our good pal, Sean Casey, friend of the show. Um, yes. So, uh, you know, he talked about him. If you haven't seen that episode, it was, he had some pretty cool things to say about uh, playing with Ken Griffey Jr. But, Yeah, I mean, lots to cover. We had, in the spirit of football, we had our bye week last week, so uh, getting it out of the way early. Um, But uh, I know, I wanted to ask you this was actually something I was watching Monday Night Football. I know you're in Pittsburgh. Are you a Steelers fan? What do you have a football team?
1: I I have to be now. I mean, I am uh, black and gold through and through. It's the only city that we have black and gold for every Major League Sports team. And I saw a crossover. I went to the Pirate game the other night against the uh, Yankees mm-hmm. on Saturday this past Saturday, and um, with my sister, my brother-in-law, and a friend, and it was amazing to see just like I said, the jerseys and the things the crossover. They had a, a a hockey jersey, yep, but with Pittsburgh Pirates logos on it. I was like, dude, see, you 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 can't really get the effect of that unless you know what Pittsburgh sports are. I mean, between between. I still call it Heinz Stadium, and and PNC Park. There's just tailgating going on, mm-hmm. t-shirt shops and little stands and you know what have you, going on in between there, man. It's it's a cool experience. The the people around here, love their teams. I just wish that we could have a winning one in the Pirates organization. Uh, I got to take a stab at my my old employer there, but you know until <laughs> until ownership wants to win, really want to win, this town. Ten year anniversary, which ironically, I'm trying to get a suite. I'm trying to talk to the alumni group there to give me a suite to mm. use to invite some friends, families, business contacts. Because Cueto, I did I mapped it out. I'm hoping, I know he had some arm troubles, shoulder troubles, or whatever. He on the anniversary, the ten year anniversary of the wild card game where he dropped that ball. hmm. He could pitch potentially the last series, that last game. No Whether, Yeah. So I'm hoping he's going to be in the ballpark. I'm hoping he's going to be on the mound. Not because I have anything against Johnny Cueto. That's a hard position to be in. Uh, But here for forevermore, a great career, what he's done, uh, amazing pitcher to still be pitching. And uh, I guarantee you, whether he's pitching or not, or in the bullpen or in the dugout, they're going to be chanting Cueto. (laughs) You know? But if he's on the mound, dude, can you imagine 10 years to the day? What are the chances? Do you think he
0: he would know as a – do you think he would remember that?
1: You know what? If you can't remember that traumatic experience, (laughs) right? Uh, Like I said, that's almost like Yankee stuff. Like if you're a Yankee, that's the stuff. But that's baseball to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't have too many of those – crazy, crazy tales to be like, Oh my God, I was there when this, or this baseball lore-ish yeah, yeah, stuff, field of dream stuff. But that would That's be, one of them. even That's as a one fan, as a former player, to me, I'm going to be at that game. Cause to me, I was, I was upset that, you know, some of it's on, on me. I, I was hoping to, you know, got a busy life, busy schedule, every excuse and every reason in the book to call all my buddies. They're all busy. They're all over the scattered all over the planet. Now, and I would have loved to have all them up here mm-hmm. in a suite and uh just just to just to have a little family reunion. Um but yeah. I I'll be there. Yeah. I need needless to say it's a three o'clock game on October first. You should come, dude. You should come down to Pittsburgh. If I get this suite maybe maybe it's a Sunday. Oh okay. Maybe come down. We we check the box, bro. Change pace wings, check. We did a show PNC, on top of the dugout check. outside. Shaq, you haven't been to the stadium. No, it's It's one of the ballparks that I
0: haven't been to. And I've heard one of my buddies actually has a like, he's got his tiers of ballparks, and PNC is in his his A tier. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, it's
1: the best one because there's no other backdrop. Yeah, oh my god, I know it's beautiful. You see the Clemente Bridge, it almost looks fake. You're sitting there and like, holy crap, man, it's just there's this downtown area. I I mean, can you imagine if you drop the Mets or or the Yankees in downtown, mm. it'd be nuts, you know. Yeah. But they don't do that because where would you park? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> where would you park? <laughs> that's a good point. Um,
0: <laughs> oh boy, yeah. I mean, it like we like we mentioned, there is a a lot to cover here, and I, we'll, we'll talk some. I know you've got a couple topics that you wanted to touch on, um, baseball related, but sort of non baseball related. But before we do that, I'll I'll. We'll get the baseball topics out of the way first. On the, on the, we were talking pitchers. Um, and I wanted to bring up Adam Wainwright getting his 200th win. And it made me, it made me think a little bit. I mean, obviously, unbelievable achievement, 200 wins, uh, in the major leagues is, is incredible. And, um, you know, I hate to harp on it. I don't even want to bring it up, but he'll, you know, for me, it's always that Adam Wainwright curveball to uh, Carlos Beltran in 06 to knock the the Mets out will always be a a little bit of a sore subject, but he's an incredible pitcher nonetheless. And um, it's interesting because I'm looking at the active pitchers in the majors right now with 200 wins. Verlander's got 200 wins. He's 41. Scherzer's got 200 wins. He's 40. Greinke, has got 200 wins, he's 39, Wainwright's 39, he's got 200 wins. And then Clayton Kershaw, who is 35 years old, already has 200 wins. So it, like, it almost turned in, to me, it was like, wow, amazing accomplishment for Adam Wainwright. But dang, I feel like sometimes we forget just how freaking dominant Clayton Kershaw is still and has been for his entire career. I mean, he's got like two Hall of Fame careers in wrapped up into one and he's only 35 years old. I mean, people, you talk about Jacob DeGrom, Clayton Kershaw's the same age as Jacob DeGrom. Like, I feel like we don't think about that. Um, but yeah, but, so that was just a, a lot
1: of bone. Chips. Listen, a lot of bone chips oof. for every win right there, dude. Uh, listen, that's right. an amazing feat. And again, I, it sounds derogatory, but I still think of guys that 200 wins is a lot of wins as a starting pitcher. But think of these yeah. guys that like 300 when you're in the 250 oh God, to 300 category yeah. that to me blows my mind now you know the stats of yesteryear right the game is different now it's played yeah. different it's managed different um the care it's like as the money as the money in these salaries go up it's almost like wait we gotta take care i mean guys like mm. nolan ryan can you imagine what maddox and nolan ryan would be making today with the, with the numbers that they put up the complete games, strikeouts shutouts yeah, uh, you know, quality stuff. Everything that's some of it's right. measured, some of it's not. The, the the barometer on 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 measuring, you know, through a paycheck and quali- qualifying, justifying what why they should get that kind of money. The industry demands it. It's there. It's a yeah. multi billion dollar industry. So not to take away from it, but yeah, two hundred wins, man. On the cusp, we are we are numbers happy. We yeah. love to see. Guys chasing numbers, whether it's a benchmark for themselves. Uh, I felt bad for speaking of which, flipping this script on the numbers. Poor Andrew McCutcheon, you know, mm. partially tearing Achilles. He's sitting on that 299. Man, I know. Uh, I was pissed for him, man, because I've torn my Achilles and I felt that. Um, I texted him and, and, he, and he said, If you need to talk about it, bro, I've been through it. I know. Yeah. I know what you've got to deal with. So, you know, I, I hope that he can get that, that one. That one that he needs. Me too. Round um, it out. It's uh, he's sitting on sitting on two ninety nine. I know. That is enough motivation to come back and get that one, man.
0: The good thing for McCutcheon too is, I mean, not only does he have that motivation sitting on two ninety nine, come back get one more, get that milestone, but he was like very productive this year. So I, I don't think that, and he also, you know, not only on the stat sheet. But he's a leader in every any clubhouse he steps into. So I think any team, whether it's the Pirates signing him up for another year, um, I think there are a lot of teams that are gonna want him to to come and be in their uniform next year, uh, regardless of, you know, that milestone or not. Uh, he's still a very, yeah, very, absolutely. very good player. So but you yeah, talk to... no
1: one swags a walk. No one swags a walk, but mm-hmm.
0: that's right. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll have to
1: see if I just get to give give him on the show here one of these days, man. Oh we got, yeah. We've we've been uh, letting these guys play, and it, this is a tough time of year. Mm-hmm. I try not to bother some of these people, man, because August and September dog are days. the dog days. Um, they're riding on adrenaline, and this is where you're mm-hmm. taking care of your body is is huge you know, at this stage of the game. But I, I tell you what, again, Alcuna on the cusp of what he's doing. I, I I I you just keep driving that nail down for that MVP yeah, man. Yeah. I, I it, he makes the game and I saw it live. It, it looked like he was just a men amongst boys. He makes yeah. the game look so easy. And I was like really watching and I was there uh an alumni weekend with Marquise Grissom was there. Um I didn't get to see Andrew Jones because we had some flight issues mm. to get there. But I, that's a whole story in itself, you know. <laughs> just the story of my life everything's difficult but i love uh talking with my son about you know persistence pays off yeah. and how you go about it and getting there so um yeah we missed we missed andrew jones but if you to go up in the booth i saw jeff Francoeur, an old teammate uh while he was broadcasting we went up to the booth and got to see him so you know it's just when you're around your guys again and it was really cool for me to see and and watch the game and, and watch these players, man. It's like we always tease, I guess, because when you get older, you go, How the hell did I do that? Was I that flexible? <laughs> Could I throw 95? Was I able to steal that base like that? So Jeff Francois and I were laughing, like, Man, the older I get, the better I was. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, man. So, but uh, speaking of incredible stuff to a former Brave uh, and, and fraternity brother, don't know him. But that game against Colorado and in Colorado State, I watched it, until it. Highlights Dion mm-hmm. and his boys, and like his sons and his boys, the team. What a game! What he's doing, legendary, legacy stuff. This is a topic um, that
0: transcends sports. It's not, you know. I know this is a baseball show, but I mean, it's.
1: Well, it, he's a baseball player. Well, yeah, he said no, the it's, hardest thing to do. Is hit a baseball? I,
0: I know, but even even the topic itself, like what he's done for. I know what he's done for college football, but for college sports, for college athletes, for young athletes, the way that he's, you know, leading by example and I don't know, just the energy that he's brought to, to the game is, is incredible. Um, and
1: Well, the expectation he's set, I mean, there's not many places I think that he could have gone where, where the, their, their front office and the alumni and, and uh, the staff – to say the certain things that he was saying to players like, you know, we're here to do this. And if you don't like it, you can go and get the hell out of here Mm -hmm. because this is the expectation that he set and the precedence that he set and the, and the, and the the belief, I mean, he made these guys believe and they're, they're out there doing their thing. So that I can only relate to one person that did that for, for a team that I was on was the 2006, uh, Detroit Tigers that Jimmy took us to the world series and he did some of the same stuff. He would have some amazing speeches. He'd have us laugh and cry and, you know, ready to just run through a brick wall for him. And sometimes that's what it takes. Leadership is, is uh, drawn on all those emotions and and knowing your players. And uh, Dion certainly has done the research and built such a, such a path, man, that I think not only, I think this week's game. I think they play Oregon, right? Oregon oh yeah, next. that's gonna be a tough one. And then I don't know if I had it backwards. USC or Oregon? Oregon, or USC,
0: two. and then Arizona State. So yeah, yeah they got to. So
1: can you imagine the TV ratings? And this is I'm 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 kind of going down the path of the topics so I wanted to touch upon yeah. today. The NIL stuff because if you sit there and you look at his sons driving a you know, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar car, whatever it is, is he deserving of that? I mean, look at all the money that's flooding in. Had they not been there, who's a go-to? Whose pockets are being padded? Yeah. And that's where this NIL stuff, you know, amateur stuff is what Top 100 Sports and Passing the Baton, it's kind of what I'm doing yeah. with my second book, the NIL Playbook. It's going to be the official one too, by the way.
0: Yeah, you brought I'm it up, but I wanted sport. to, I was going to ask, tell us about, you know, I know, I don't yeah. know if the people know yet, but you've been working on a new book and yeah, yeah we want to hear about it.
1: So yeah, my second book is a pass the baton. Well, first one, just my game. I wrote my story and that's how I did it. Yeah. doesn't mean that everybody else has to do it. It was just a love letter to my kids about not quitting, never giving up. Cause I didn't, I just squeaked out 20 years of professional mm-hmm. baseball. Somehow <laughs> by not giving up and collecting as many jerseys as everybody was willing to give me. So the same thing with NIL, I got to go up there with my buddy who I shared it with them to, to help look over it and say, Hey man, you know, I'm writing this book. I'm hoping to put it on Amazon. I don't know where to go with it. He goes, "It's so crazy. Timings, everything. University of Pitt and some of the coaching staff, uh, Tim, o- Tim O'Toole, one of the coaches at Pitt basketball coaches. He was at Syracuse too, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, been to the change of pace. We were talking about all that stuff. There you go. But I brought it to him and he goes, this is the Bible. We've been talking about getting a class here. Mm. Long story short, University of Pitt is going to have an accredited class to teach NIL and they're going to use my book as the textbook. Look
0: at that. Uh, All right. Congratulations. That's awesome. So,
1: yeah, man. So it's, and again, it's, it's not so much about making money as, yeah. as what I'm doing with top 100 sports. I want to pass the baton. I'm doing it for my son, I'm doing it for these kids to be like your name, your image and likeness, you should protect it. Yeah. It's everything, right? It's everything. You should own it. And yes, you play for the the, the name on the front. Yep but you also play for the one on the back. And it's, that's what my favorite piece of uh, memorabilia, mm-hmm. I think I've shown it before in the past. Oh, yeah. You know, that saying up there, another baseballism, right? The name on the front of the jersey represents who you play for. The name on the back of the jersey represents who raised you. Do them both justice. Mm-hmm. And these kids now have an opportunity, whether they're getting free food and doing a bartering deal. Um, I got to go to this pit. NIL task force is what they call it, and the athletic department at Pitt and the ACC. I mean, bro, I can't even tell you the money and the resources that athletes have there. Yeah, and I'm sure everywhere. 20 years, I've been out of college 20 years to see where these kids and how they're being treated and deservingly so. Listen, they're not better than just your um, college student who's going there, but I'm sorry. The, the demands that are put on a, a division one student athlete, yeah. and the money that's derived from that, and the the patriotism, and the you know you want to go to a school where your sports teams are great, yeah, of right? course, absolutely. Would you, you know, why would you not feel that? I mean, that's the the pride in where you go to school, um, the mascot and the alma mater songs and all that. So. To see what Pitt's doing, and I'm hoping – I mean, my hope is that it doesn't just go to Pitt, mm-hmm. that I'm going to be matriculating this through the ACC and so on and so forth and uh, get this in, even to the hands of the, the uh, primetime here because of what's going on and protecting these kids. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of subject material and a lot of things to protect and then just uh, your name, image, and likeness and just how to prepare – Yourself as a student-athlete and the responsibilities now that are weighing heavily on these kids. Yeah, it's it's
0: yeah. it's incredible because even, and this isn't like a not to pump myself up or anything, but like you know, I played at a Division three school. Pump yourself up, bro. No, 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 no. No. no, no. But I, I, but I played baseball at a, di- at a Division three school, and you know, the time commitment to play a collegiate sport is. You know it's a it's a massive time commitment and then
1: sacrifice too. you're not yeah. out there partying every sunday and right. have the weekends right. off you're you're traveling yeah and you're studying yeah. on a bus maybe or or uh, hopefully somebody wrote your term paper maybe chat GPT's is a factor it wasn't it you know, wasn't a factor
0: GPT, right? back when i back when i was with back when yeah, i was a, smaller, use a couple it, years ago but um but yeah but it uh you know, you don't have time to, you know, you can't have a job during the season, stuff like that. It's just, you don't have time for that sort of thing. And, but then, I mean, it's multiplied by a hundred when you're at a big, you know, an SEC, ACC school, uh, any of those power five schools playing a collegiate sport, it's, you know, it's ratcheted up so much, not only because the, the spotlight that's on you when you're, when you're performing, but also just, you know, the amount of extra practice and all of that stuff that goes into it. Um, You know, yes, it's It's
1: the business, man. The NCAA, I'm so glad it finally, the glass is breaking and cracking because, because if you watch the Johnny Manziel documentary, I think we mentioned it last time, or, or there's College Sports Inc. is another good one to watch. But, you know, these kids are very deserving of some, some money because they're the ones out there. It's about, they're the product. Yeah. That's why tickets are sold, hot dogs are sold, uh, you know, memorabilia and and, and apparel is sold. Yep. Um, it's it's all something that they should have. I'm hopeful that these kids, if they're making sizable amounts of income, that they put it away a little bit and maybe get it after, and not try to be, you know, star star studded, uh, big shot on campus, so to speak. Right. You know, if you want to go out for a nice steak dinner, I mean, why not? Right. Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: deserve it because. Again, you beat up your body. Um, you've worked hard. You made some sacrifices. And, and some of the enjoyment is that you get to do some of those things um, and experiential things that I remember. I couldn't go on spring break in college. Mm-hmm. You see MTV, right? These kids partying, going yeah. here. I'm going, where are you going for spring break? I'm like, spring break? We're going to play, man. That Same was your spring break. Yep. Right, yep. you, go for, you go for a week, and yeah, it might be in Florida or whatever. If you're a Northern school, it was a highlight to go to Florida mm-hmm. and play, you know, some other colleges, Northern colleges, trying to get in those games. We went
0: to California.
1: Oh, oh wow, mm-hmm. wow, oh yeah, Dang, dude. yeah,
0: yeah. My freshman year, but yeah, there. it was pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet. All right. Yeah,
1: but think about the the, the probably hit you the reality of like traveling. Oh yeah trying to write a paper or hey you know what do you got or maybe you have to talk to your professor to be like listen I just need to because I'm focused on Help me out here yeah. Going <laughs> to California. yeah but uh no man it's a, it's a it's a crazy topic we could talk for hours mm. about Nil mm. where it's going um you know all the laws and all the the the, the discrepancies uh, and opinions about should college athletes be paid I'm like well, yeah, it's a, it's almost a billion dollar. It's a billion dollar. Oh industry. yeah, yes it is. And look at what again, throwing it back to Dion. You think that the money that's filtering into Colorado right now, and the kids that want to go there, and he's on he's on prime time, I and mean, prime time's on prime time. Yep. And got his got his team, uh, as game game that everybody in the nation's going to want to watch. Yep. I mean, I can't wait to see this game coming up, and that that's the whole thing. That's yeah. the byproduct of saying there definitely should be money thrown at the athlete's way. Even if it's your guy that's on the bench, third string or whatever, you're a part of that team. Sure. You're a part of that team and you're a reason why everybody's there and you should be the benefactor of that. No different, bro, than if you got called up as a rookie and you were there for two months of the season and you took you helped uh, win some games. Mm-hmm. Down, down the stretch for for a playoff contending team
0: yeah then you, you know yeah and then, you then you get, get a world players series share. ring at the end yeah or the players share that player too
1: share in a ring potentially so mm-hmm. i see it the same way man i i i say that obviously biased non-biased sure. athletes should have been paid i wish i was in college now 20 years ago i would have loved to see because i love marketing i love business and uh, it's just the, the the thing that's concerning is these kids need some help, sure. Uh, building a little bit of a team and an entourage around them, and I think the students. Here's where the students can jump on, and and, and where you know people say, "What was it like?" Yeah, I said it's kind of like The Wizard of Oz, meets Revenge of the Nerds, the two movies, <laughs> because I said, I mean, listen, I was a nerd too, bro. I loved school, and I was a, kind of a geek in the sense that I loved. Uh, doing my homework and, and papers and just being a good student. But uh, to have people do experiential projects that are real to the life, yeah. like you need a marketing guy, you need a video person uh, to build them like a little sizzle reel to get that deal. Yeah. Maybe there's a kid in free law that needs to learn about contracts. Maybe he can negotiate something for this, this athlete. So those were all things that were brought up at the university of Pitt. It's interesting. This, this meeting, it was awesome, man. And hearing, like, a wrestler who went to the NAO Summit, um, just topics and things of how they're handling their, their business and doing direct messages and telling brands, like, hey. Uh, there, was a, there was a girl who was running track and getting deals, mm-hmm. you know. A guy on the football team was getting a deal from Snickers and I don't know if it was there you go. Snickers or... Nike, I can't remember. You know, big brands, yeah, man. And
0: either one, pretty good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you've been in college. I mean, even if you got a five hundred dollar or something, I mean, that's a ton of money to you in college. In college, so, are you kidding?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's meals for like two months, if not, if right, if yeah, right? maybe more. So it, it's really interesting stuff. Um, and I'm glad that you know it's cool that you're looking into that, and I mean, writing a book about it. It's it's pretty awesome. When 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 can people find that book? Is it still in?
1: We're we're in the editing mode. Okay. We're, we're bolstering a couple chapters: chapter three, chapter nine. Ironically, that's my number. Yeah, look 39. at that. Very nice. Uh, we're bolstering that up, uh, beefing it up a little bit more um, to go to print. And we're getting, I'm getting some endorsements. You know, nice. Gary Sheffield and, and mm. some of my agent, who's the COO, you know, to write the preface, forward, yeah. and stuff like that. I'm getting people that understand what this means what it means and where it's transcending for these kids in the amateur circuit. So um, yeah, it's very exciting to be a part of. It's very exciting. I never envisioned the path of where it's gone now, but my intent was always about the student athlete and helping them because I see things that are necessary. And a a lot of kids thought likeness, right? Name, image, and likeness they thought likeness meant how many people like their posts like likeness like that. Like how many people like, because they don't understand like the likeness sure. of your image is being used on a video game,
0: right? right. Which is
1: one of the things that kind of opened up this whole can of worms. Yep. Um, legally, and they said, well, yeah, these kids should be paid. So mm-hmm. there are student athletes that are very smart and, um, exploited this whole thing. And I'm glad that it's here and we'll probably be talking more about it, but, um, very cool. Yeah. Very
0: Excited cool. to do so. Let well let's while we're on the topic of of uh football real quick before we finish off with the episode with some baseball talk. I want to ask real quick cuz I know it was actually a question I wanted to ask you. We haven't s- talked since that uh the whole Aaron Rodgers injury, the Achilles injury, Oof. and there's been a lot I of, you know, you had a I, I wanted to add, that. what is that rehab that. process like? Because from everything that I've heard, the Achilles injury in particular is like a brutal rehab process, but you were able to do that. So talk about what yeah. that's like a little bit.
1: Um. Well, tearing my quad was actually worse. I'd Ooh. rather do an Achilles before. I, <laughs> that's how bad I've been injured, right? <laughs> Showing my rap sheet. I, I I tore my quad, my right quad, which, you know, Having it completely detached, it was just dangling there, and I had to reattach my my leg to my leg. So I feel for for people who you know are soldiers and stuff that have prosthetics. Um, Mm. But luckily, like I said, they were able to salvage. And they said I may not walk right again, is what the doctor told me. I said, "Uh, excuse me, walk right. I said you need to fix this. (laughs) I got a pitch. I got diapers. I got things I got to pay for that I've already signed up for and I need to go out there <laughs> and pitch again. But the Achilles, uh, that one was, it's on YouTube. My injury there it was uh, something mm. that was bothering me. And the doctor told me um, after they made me from the setup guy for Kimbrell, they traded him right in the beginning of the season. And they made, that made me the closer there at Atlanta, but they told me to get off it. They're like, dude, you need to stay up off of it for a month or two. I'm like month or two. I said, I had an incentive clause in my contract if I got saves. So I got a chance to potentially double my salary just because of just fate had it. It would have been the most I've ever made in my career. And I was on pace to, to do that. Um, and right before the All-Star break is when I tore it. Um, it stupid me. I don't know if it would have changed things, but I cut off. I had the trainer wrap uh, my, my ankle up, and I hated having tape on there. It just felt stiff, and I couldn't move. And so I cut it before I went out there in Denver because I had no circulation in my foot. Mm. Uh, but when it snapped, it just like made me go. The burning sensation for me was was uh, pretty profuse and, and prominent. And uh, yeah, I just feel for when I see that happen. But the rehab process was six weeks in a hard cast. You couldn't move your foot, Oof. and um, you know, just no feeling. The nerve endings. Right? It just was like, you know when your foot goes to sleep. Anything goes asleep, it drives you batshit crazy. So imagine that, you know, what's the uh Mr. Deeds, the movie where 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 what's his face, uh it's the comedian thing, Mr. Deeds, uh Adam Sandler. Oh. Right? They stick the the, the pitchfork for the uh in the guy's foot and he goes, Nope, don't feel it. Can't feel a thing. <laughs> Right, he was beating the hell out of his foot. And so I laughed because it feels like you got frostbite. Ooh. It's just you got cold. You don't feel any nerve endings. And it takes a long time. I had to pick up like marbles with your toes uh, and put them in a tray. Like you take one out. It's very tedious stuff. And and the atrophy that happens because it looks like you have no calf. Oh, it just looks like oh, you know yeah. the muscle. Um, looked like an alligator. Took a bite out of it. But doing the calf raise was extremely hard. Wow. Um, But it's come back, you know, it's come back not to where it was, but, uh, years of, uh, doing whatever. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. being normal. It takes some time, but to, to actually work hard to get back and pitch, I did it in a year. That's awesome. You know, so we just, it's just dude. Surgery is not the end of it for me. I tell sure. people, I go, if you have sure. surgery, the technology and the, and, uh, prosthetics and the, and the pins and these doctors incredible what they can do for you. It doesn't stop though. When you sit there and go, okay, now I'm just going to go get treatment or put the stem unit or, you know, the heat and the ice on it. Yeah. Uh, people get like depressed. You do go through a little bit mm-hmm. of a depression through it and you have to work through that to go. All right. The rehab is hard. You got to get through all these exercises in an hour or two hours and hardcore, especially if you're going to come back and try to, be the one player you want to. Thankfully, I didn't have to run. I was never fast. That's why I was built for comfort, not speed. That's why I stood <laughs> on the mound, and that's why we're having mound visits, that's bro. Because right. I was not a person that could uh, run very blazing speed fast. Um. So, but yeah, the rehab is is extensive. But um, you know, when I feel for the guys, when I see it happen, it, it it's almost like it jars bad mm. a bad memory for me. Because yeah. I feel it yeah. when I see it, and I saw it. I didn't watch the rest of the game because I was like, "Oh, dude, it gave me that." It hurt my stomach.
0: I can imagine. Or, so. Yeah, well, Jet hurt.
1: fans, I'm sure too felt worse than I did.
0: Well, it hurt the game. Hurt my stomach the rest of the, uh, the, for the rest of the time too. I'm a Bills fan, and they ended up losing that game, so hurt my stomach as well for a different reason. Obviously, I felt for for Aaron Rodgers. It was terrible, but I thought of you because I knew that you had gone through that thing, and I was, I was thinking about. Uh, I was going to text you, but I figured I'd just ask you on Mound Visit like we did here. But let's finish off in the spirit of Mound Visit with some baseball talk, as we should. Um, and you talked about it with when you mentioned Ronald Acuna Jr. and the history that he's chasing and solidifying, most likely, that MVP candidacy. And what I want to finish off with is the topic of the, the 2020, the 30-30, the, in Acuna's case, probably the 40-70 Um, so I'm going to read you through some names here. There's two players right now who currently have authored 30, 30 seasons for this, the, um, 2023 season already. Ronald Acuna Jr. He's got 39 homers, 67 stolen bases. Julio Rodriguez has got 30 homers, 36 stolen bases. Um, so those are the two members of the 30, 30 club right now. And I say right now, because, Bobby Witt Jr. has got 29 home runs and 48 stolen bases, so he's probably going to join that club. Corbin Carroll's got 47 stolen bases. He's got 24 home runs, so he's most likely, there's a chance he could join that club as well if he uh, cracks six more homers. Um, There's also a member of the 40-20 club. Otani's got 44 home runs and 20 stolen bases. There's a player that... um, is close to joining the 2040 club CJ Abrams of the Nationals he's got 18 homers 42 stolen bases so you look at all that i mean it's it's insane and then you look at the 2020 season, which is an incredible feat in its own. 20 homers, 20 stolen bases. You look at the the versatility of a player who's able to do both of those. Right now, as we stand, Francisco Lindor, Kyle Tucker, Fernando Tatis, Trey Turner, Anthony Volpe, Randia Rosarena, Cody Bellinger, Freddie Freeman, and Jose Ramirez. That's eight players, nine players, excuse me, who have already solidified a 2020 season for this year then you've got a few who are like one stolen base or one home run short and there's five more of those so when you look at the list of that and we talked about coming into this season how you know a lot of these new rules the bigger bases the pickoff moves stuff like that um, was all in an effort to bring more speed more excitement more energy to the game of baseball I think looking at that list proves that it yep. was successful. It you know what I mean? And, and yep. I, I wanted to get your opinion on, on all of that because, you know, I wonder if I, I think the 30, 30 season in particular, the 40, 40 season, it hasn't been done since Alfonso Soriano. Well you,
1: well, you know what makes it, let me, let me say yeah. this. I'm your question. I think and interrupt you. Sure. We're, we're, there's different eras. Yeah. Right. And, and, you compare what's going on. It's a different game. It's a yeah. different brand of baseball. So comparing like when Jose Canseco was the first yeah. 40, 40 guy, and he did it on juice. Everybody sure. knows that, uh, you know, look at, look at what this is now. Like what would he have done if the bases were bigger? Like you take that and go, what would he have done right. in this era? Uh, the balls are juiced. We know that the balls right. are, yeah. harder, bats yep. are harder, um, smaller ballparks. So, you know, it's, it's, Across the board, I I feel, in a sense, when we're comparing players and, and guys taking, you know, stepping above where, you know, somebody's in the slot where they're taking over. Let's, I'm going to throw a name out there, old-timer, Al Kaline for the Tigers. Oh, wow, that's a throwback, yeah. Right. He was great, great player, right? Um unbelievable stats at the time. But then when you see the game going evolving and you're pushing guys like that down on the list, mm. are these players really getting better? Or is, are the variables, and I would like to say, yes, they're becoming more athletic. Yes. Um, it, but not to say that the players of yesteryear, myself included, I'm giving myself a little bit of plug here. that <laughs> I was an athlete too. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, these guys are, Playing a different style, a different brand of baseball to right. make those things pop out. Yeah, they pop out, but see, they're competing against each other, and that's what we love, right? We sure. love to talk about. Wow, look what's going on! It distracts us from regular life. Um, what a feat! We, those are superhero things that that we gravitate towards, and nonetheless, great feats because yeah. they are hard. But that just shows you that the game is evolving into. Yes. Getting back to some of those basics, where the shift is out, or even I loved I loved what happened uh, a play that I saw happen between uh, when the Houston Astros when when Altuve moved out of the way and uh, the shortstop comes over and he has a better arm. Uh, why am I blanking out on the name uh, for the Astros there? Pena comes oh. over and and because he has a better arm, there's a relay down. Oh yeah from right yeah yeah. To, oh I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Switch. So, like I said, there's things that are happening in the game that just make sense and to come up with that. Altuve humbly says, Man, you got a better arm than me. You've done that throw. Yeah. Why aren't we using the guy that in that situation yeah. could make the play, it could save us an a, you know, save us a game to win a game. These are the types of things I think that that is is even more so and I think that's where the analytics come in. Okay. Right? To sit there and say yeah, we have to have this guy in our lineup or this 2020 guy. or this. Yeah. That's when you could build a team, right? Because those names, if you said, oh man, take nine of those guys, you put them on a team speed and power. Yeah. As a pitcher, that could give you some anxiety. Because right. when I when I played the game, dude, the brand of baseball was, we had to do, make a pitch. We had to hold a runner, right? Without, I, I could hold a runner as long as I want. Mm-hmm. And we worked on different pickoff moves. Yeah, of course. Now it's yeah. almost like, you don't have to, so the stolen base thing is a little bit skewed for me I was gonna ask you
0: does it does it take away from the significance of a 2020 yeah, 30, 30 like it, season
1: it's almost like okay just concede the base like yeah right it's almost like you can you have to concede the base so it's like okay now I gotta figure out a way to focus and make the pitch to get out of this inning so right I, it's a little bit something that again as a pitcher little bit of a, a touchy subject because I know mm-hmm. I'm sure I'd love to be in on those conversations with the guys. Uh, I know Max Scherzer has said mm-hmm. stuff too about the, about the clock and holding runners. I think it's a little bit um, silly, some of the stuff, but I get why they're trying to do it. And that's why we're seeing some of these numbers, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a – Crazy time to be a baseball fan. We're almost towards the end of the regular season, so we'll talk more about these playoff races, which will be coming down to the wire for our next episode next My week. My Jays
1: better get in there, man. They the pitching staff's covering it, but the the offense, as good as gotta it is, got to pick it up. They got to pick it up, man. We need we need some more runs, especially in Toronto. Um, where are we at? I got to see again the standings as of today. It's it's about
0: as neck and neck as it can get right now, Um, not only in for the wild card, but I mean, there's some division races that are going to come down to the wire. Um, And I think uh, I think it's great. It's great for baseball. You know what I mean? It is. I think the fun part is, is. have you seen um, uh, Davis Schneider on the uh, the Blue Jays? Their yeah, uh, their first it. baseman who came up and has had pretty much like the best start to a career that you can possibly have.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. He's a uh, he's a legend already. Fan favorite, mm-hmm. you know
0: that stash, surprise.
1: man. That stash and and uh, little guy. He's uh, been a welcome addition, surprise, and it seems like a great great guy, and to have on his team on the team. I've lost known him from just watching some of the interviews, and um, yeah, good good people, seemingly so. So yeah, I, again. Yeah. It, again, I'm telling you what, man, when the taste of champagne starts to be poured as they as they start to clinch, and I know some of these teams have already done that, mm-hmm. clinching some of these spots and getting a taste of champagne, it gets addicting, man. So uh, every time that, that beer cart and that champagne cart gets put out in front of the the middle of the clubhouse and you get to spray it all over your teammates and be like, man, we are going to have some fun. Let's keep doing this. This party has to last for 11 more wins once you get in that dance, <laughs> hell yeah! And those 162 are practice mm-hmm. for those most 11 and most important games. That's right. It will see. I mean, is an injury going to be costly to drop some of these teams? Is, is a team going to go cold? You know, mm-hmm. who's uh, whose starfish gets tight in big situations? I don't know. Yeah. You know, Do you? Yeah. Are you ready for? Are they really prepared for this? For this dance, and that's the story that's going to be told. Yeah. And uh yeah. Speaking of to our, our boy, your your guy, Jim Brewer, Who shifted, I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. Comedy wise and whatnot, but if you look at some of the topics Well we won't get into that. It's all <laughs> my uh <laughs> It's my off 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 the mound, maybe you know That's right. Clubhouse talk.
0: We hope you enjoyed that episode of Mound Visit with Jason Grilly. Again, for me, your co-host, Casey Honigbaum, we want to thank you so much for watching this week's episode, and we hope you subscribe to the show. You can do that on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch along with us on our YouTube channel, so subscribe there as well at Top 100 Sports Network on YouTube. And as always, you can hit us up on our social media as all those are at top100sports.net. You can also hit Jason up as well at Grilled cheese 39 So guys, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week.